there, Alaskans, wherever you are, welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And, man, Alaska has seen a couple storms the last couple weeks. Man, I think Anchorage got like three or four feet of snow. Uh, the Kenai Peninsula has been hit with snow. But hopefully people are snuggled up uh, in their warm house with a cup of coffee this morning because we have a very special guest today. But before we go into that, I want to thank everybody that listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska. If you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, just go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. And if you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, just email me at john, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. It's a very popular show, top 200 on iTunes in our category. Um, and usually the U.S. and a couple other countries, uh, Feedspot just came out with a ranking of the top podcasts in Alaska or about Alaska. And we're the top pod news podcasts in all that. We beat all the mainstream media shows. So that's because of folks just like you that listen, watch, and read Must Read Alaska. So thank you for helping us get to number one in the news category, according to Feedspot. So um, without further ado, I have Phil White today. Phil White's an Emmy-nominated writer and co-author of The 17-Hour Fast. He's also written a number of other books. He has his own podcast. He lives in Evergreen, Colorado with his family, and he describes himself as a writer and a mountain man. Phil White, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Oh, well, thanks for having me, John. Um, after listening to your your John Mosley episode recently, and we had uh, Coach Mosley and then Ke Coach Hunter, both from ELAC, but people will know them from Last Chance You Basketball on Netflix. And uh, yeah, I was just really blown away by your conversation with John and your obvious preparation there. And so become a, a fast friends and um, big fan of the show. And so, yeah, I would encourage anyone listening to go back and listen to your episode with Coach Mosley. Yeah, Coach Mosley was pretty cool. I, we, you and I were chatting before the we went live or before we started recording here. And it's, you know, we're, I don't know, 350 episodes into the Must Read Alaska show. And that was the first episode my son thought was really cool. So kudos to Coach Mosley for helping <laughs> have my son think that dad is cool once again. <laughs> hey, we, we do what we can in dad life, right? <laughs> yep. So uh, you've authored several books uh, and I th I find this fascinating. What got you into writing in the first place? There has <laughs> there everybody has their own story about that. So share yours with us. Yeah. So on the book front, I was working at a software company. Uh, my good buddy Brett Chalmers hired me right out of college in 2004. And at the time, my only two clips were my newspaper advisor at Mid American Nazarene University, where I played um, NAIA basketball for Coach Rocky Lamar, who with 803 wins so he's just behind Jim Beheim on the all-time list just a legend in college basketball so our campus newspaper advisor had got one of my stories on the front of his paper um the Aletha News and my brother-in-law uh Randall Stevens who's a history professor um has written a couple of books for Harvard super smart he used to have an indie music magazine called Tidal Wave so 
I went to a Chemical Brothers show, um, one of those classic 90s electronica acts who still go into this day. And he said, yeah, why don't you write a review? So those were my only two portfolio pieces. And so that just shows young writers that you need to just, even if you just start a blog, you've got to have a portfolio because the two big things are people and portfolio. And really, I was just able to parlay that um, into what came next. Now, on the book front, as I mentioned, I had a two-year-old working for a software company by day. And my good buddy, Luke Kreisel, who I grew up with in a tiny village in Dorset, England, was editing Nylon Magazine, which is a, a fashion <laughs> magazine in New York, had worked his way up from being an intern all the way to the top and run Nylon Guys. And he was interviewing Matthew McConaughey, um, Jason Schwartzman, all these cool guys. And um, unfortunately, his father had stomach cancer at the time and God willing has, has since recovered and been cancer free for many years. But he said, bro, I owe my publisher 80,000 words and I have 800 words and we've got three and a half months or I'll breach my contract. And so he had done this book proposal with a guy that founded um, a DJ Academy in New York with Jam Master Jay, who people know from Run DMC. And they wanted to do a book about the history and culture of DJing. So electronic music on one side, hip hop on the other. And he'd done quite a few interviews, but he said, hey, let's tag team these interviews. I think you'll find that bit really fun. Can you do it? So I talked to my wife and she was like, well, you can try, but we have a two-year-old and you have a full-time job. And so it was literally every night, every weekend. I was interviewing this DJ called Z Trip one morning until 5.45 a.m. And I got up for work at 6.45, so I just didn't go to bed. He's on the West Coast and, and he's still pretty big today. But yeah, I mean, on the electronic side, above and beyond, BT... Um, the legendary composer who did the monster soundtrack, uh, Paul Oakenfold, Pete Tong, that whole scene I grew up in. So that was cool. And then Grandmaster Flash, the old hip hop guy, Jazzy Jeff, um, as in Jazzy Jeff, Will Smith's Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. People don't know is a legit producer out of West Philadelphia, born and raised, as the song tells us. <laughs> the um, song tells us. So yeah, yeah, people just think he was comic relief in that show. It's like, no, man, no people have no idea how good of a DJ and producer this guy is. So uh yeah, all these great interviews. So we did that one. And then a buddy of mine, Henry, had the idea of me writing a book about how on earth Churchill ended up, Winston Churchill, in a tiny Missouri town in 1946 and the Iron Curtain speech he had given there. And that came from us going down with one of his daughters to see this little museum uh, at Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri. And he was like, man, you should you should do that. So we went from hip hop where Moby, the Grammy uh, winning musician, wrote the forward. Snoop Dogg did a, a blurb for that DJ book and it's called On the Record. Nice. Little plug. Um to writing our supreme task about how on earth Winston Churchill ends up in the middle of nowhere in Missouri and the speech he gives there. So really the first one, it was just confidence and showing myself I can do long form. And Luke and uh, Rob Principi, my co-authors, luckily gave me that assist. And from there, dude, it just took off. That's pretty cool. So you you recently co-wrote a book called The Leader's Mind. Um, tell, tell us about that book. Give us a little inside scoop of what a reader is going to uh, learn if they start reading some uh, some sure. chapters in that book. Yeah, so listeners won't know me, but they'll probably know my my co-author, Dr. Jim Aframo. So he wrote The Champion's Mind, which is basically, people know the inner game of tennis and they know Bob Rotella's golf books on mindset and mental performance. 
so gyms was champion's mind was like the next big accessible kind of taking sports psychology to the masses book and so jim and i teamed up a number of years ago and we decided to write a handful of really long case studies so my friend nick gill is the strength coach for the new zealand all blacks rugby team the, the winningest team in national sports history in any sport nice. 180 something percent their game so there's a book called legacy and i'm not going to bash the author but shall we say that was unauthorized um this chapter is actually authorized by the all blacks and gilly has been there through four world cups they've won two of them had the referee who was english ironically not robbed them um in the rugby world cup recently about south africa for the worst red card you will ever see in any sport they would have won a, another one just recently and really just gilly going into the culture of the all blacks the teamwork and how they're able to sustain this excellence year after year and really be the most feared team. They're basically the dream team in rugby, but every year. Nice. So we, we got Gilly. Um, Tammy Jo Schultz was the the pilot, the female pilot, who was one of the first Top Gun pilots in the Navy to be a woman. And so her story of overcoming prejudice in the Navy, and um, she married another naval aviator, another Top Gun pilot, and they both fly for Southwest Airlines. And now the engine, one of the engines blew up in her plane and sucked a woman out of the window that was closest to the wing. And so fellow passengers managed to pull the woman back in, but she was dead and it depressurized the cabin. So then what came next is basically the Tom Hanks movie Sully. But for some reason, probably because she's a woman, she doesn't have a movie about her. So she managed to land that plane with a stricken engine, the yes. cabin depressurized. Um, so, yeah. Start with Gilly's chapter on the All Blacks and and start with Tammy Joe's chapter. And then we have like a, ne a neurosurgeon um, who now works in tech, primarily with female owned tech companies in the healthcare space, Katrina Furlick. And she also has a great book about her journey, a wildland firefighter chief. And really, it's just I can't even remember. I think it's 10 or 12 prof long profiles. So we ask a lot of good questions and get the hell out of the way. And they nice. just tell us that their leadership journey through through the perspective of mental health and mental performance. That's awesome. So um, what's the most interesting person or guest that you've ever interviewed and why? Um, I would say Coach Ken Hunter, who is John Mosley's assistant coach. So if people loved your episode with, with Coach Mosley, go check out ours on the Basketball Strong podcast. So my co-host, Tim, was Kobe Bryant's strength coach and also the strength coach for the LA Lakers. So he gets all the famous guests on and I get all those that people, fewer people have heard of, but I just, people come to me and say, Hey, this guy or girl has an interesting story. It's through the lens of basketball. And then we, we kind of come together to tag team these interviews. So I, I would say, start with coach Mosley. They, people should listen to yours first, then mine and then go watch last chance you basketball both yeah. seasons on netflix to get greater context and once you have done that come back to coach ken hunter when we release that episode hopefully it'll be out later this week the basketball strong podcast and yeah so coach ken a summary grew up in the worst area of southwestern detroit um went to the same high school that Jalen Rose of the Fab Five and later a great NBA player and now a great broadcaster in the NBA uh went to but this was really in the hood and um growing up in southwest England I have no context for this like small English village to 
inner city Detroit. So that was interesting. So Coach Ken is a really great basketball player, um, gets into a bit of trouble with the law, has a goodwill hunting scenario where a family friend who's an army general intercedes so that he doesn't have to do jail time. He goes and serves in the army, turns his life around, um, and then gets a college scholarship to to a college in L.A. and is bowling out. And his last game was against East L.A. College. So we'll stick a pin in that for a second. <laughs> Next day, he's horsing around with a roommate who's a big old football player, like 6'10", 350 pounds, and is paralyzed in the course of them just messing around, you know, doing Hulk Hogan moves in their dorm room. And uh, don't do this, kids. It's bad for the neck. And uh, instantly paralyzed, um, goes back to Detroit. A lot of his friends are already dead, either from drugs. His dad got hooked on crack when he was nine years old. This is what's going on in his neighborhood. Could have got sucked back. One of his college coaches comes and is like, man, you're better than this. You want to come coach with us? And he's already married and has a daughter at this point. And basically, there's a pivot point between maybe going to the streets and selling some stuff on the street corner he shouldn't be, gang. The OGs want to pull him back into this world of gang violence. But he chooses another path and he goes and works at this school for 12 years. And then Coach Mosley is at ELAC, which is the last game Coach Hunter played before he was paralyzed, comes cool in and he's, he meets him. And within five minutes, he's like, man, this guy shares my Christian faith. He shares my mission. I want to go team up with Mosley. And you know, a dozen years later, whatever it is, 11 years later, they're at ELAC um, doing the Lord's work. And so, yeah, Coach Ken just bowling out. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that uh, sounds like a very um, inspirational person. And folks uh, listening in, you know, uh, check check out the podcast, what, maybe in a week or so, you said it'll be released. Tell yeah. folks about what, t tell folks about this podcast that you have and where they can find it. Yeah, so if you just search for the Basketball Strong podcast, and it's on all the usual stuff, you know, whether it be iTunes or whatever they call it these days, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, all the usual places. And um, so, yeah, check us out. Um, we're trying to compete against Kevin Garnett and all the smoke and all these super popular shows that have a ton of money and a ton of marketing. So, like yourself, the best way someone can help us is just subscribe. Um, if you like it, give us a good rating. If you would be so kind, a good review, listen to the episodes. And so, as I said, Tim was um, Kobe Bryant's strength coach. He took over from Tim Grover with that role and also the strength coach for the LA Lakers. So in addition to Kobe, he had Ron Artest, um, Meta, Sandyford Artest, as he now goes by, uh, Pau Gasol, and Tim, you know, had some great coaches, Mike Brown, who's currently the coach of the Sacramento Kings, the great Byron Scott, who won three championships with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Magic Johnson. And so he pulls in all of these, whether they be coaches, players, men and women from the college game and um, high school basketball and the NBA, of course. And then I go out and find the Ken Hunters and the John Mosleys. Um, we research the heck out of them, come up with some questions and ask a few open-ended questions and get the heck out of the way. Let them share their stories. Nice. So um, I'm curious. Um, I think you mentioned you're from England. What brought you to the U.S.? Yeah. So for some reason, head coach Rocky Lamar at Mid-American Nazarene University decided to uh, 
to recruit me from England to play basketball. And at that point, if you could kick a ball from here to the wall, you got soccer money too, which <laughs> my brother got a good laugh out of because he was good enough. He actually played at the Southampton FC, a Premier League team um, at their academy. He was like, what? They're going to pay you three and a half grand a year to play? You're terrible. And I was like, I know, but I can sit on the bench for that much money. So so I did. And um, yeah, so somehow I come from Southwest England to uh, to Olathe, Kansas, which some people may not have heard of that suburb of Kansas City. But Garmin, the GPS company, is um, is headquartered like two minutes down the road. So that's kind of what Olathe is known for. And um, did, Coach Lamar said, don't say you play for Coach Lamar because you never crack varsity. So I played JV, I played freshman team, um, met my wife and we got married at the end of my sophomore year. She worked for a year to support us. And I did two, basically my senior and junior year in one, 68 hours of school in one year and um, got out. Like I said, started working at the software company and uh, by the grace of God and my friend Luke Kreisel, who got me in the books, got me in the magazine writing, just kind of was able to eventually cut over from software companies to... Um, to working with the likes of Jim, with uh, Kelly Starrett, who did, who was the mobility guy for CrossFit for a long time, uh, Brian McKenzie, who was uh, both Led Hamilton's uh, guy at XPT, so all the breath work, all the hot and cold, and then also his CrossFit endurance, Andy Galpin, um, who's a professor at Cal State Fullerton and just one of the leading experts in health and performance. So if you've ever listened to Andrew Huberman's podcast, you'll have heard of all these guys, you'll know these guys, and if not, check them out because they're doing great work. So what's, you know, you've written a handful of books, you've got a, a podcast, what's some advice you'd give to somebody who's, you know, just trying to start out writing or starting a podcast? Yeah, um, so so my buddy Chase Jarvis, who founded, he's a photographer and founded Creative Live, he wrote a book, um, a little book, and and put out some good free content that the best camera you have is the one in your pocket and this came from people dming him emailing him being like hey chase i'm considering like the sony blah 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 versus the canon da 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 which would you <laughs> recommend and he was like well dude if you're you're like a broke student right just use your freaking iphone or go to a thrift store buy a little portable camera and just start so the key is just start secondarily we talked about a little bit off camera the there are the, the the two P's, which are portfolio, which is why you need to start and why you need to offer, a, reach out to assistant editors and say, hey, I'm a writer. Um, I know I don't have a lot of experience. I'm in high school right now. I'm in college right now. Um, but I would love to just help you. I know freelancers let you down all the time. If that happens, can I pick up the slack for you? Is there any piece that you're for the next issue or just for your website? that I could just write for free. I just love your love your magazine, love your newspaper. I love your whatever it is, your company. I just love to be involved. Just tell me how I can help. Do not ask for money. Do it for free. And eventually, they will either give you work directly or they will mention you to someone in the industry. So do that. Build up a portfolio. Um, use a site like clippings.me. There are multiple sites like this for writers to post your stuff or photography, start an Instagram account and have a website um, and post as regularly as you can with the caveat. And then just people go out and meet people, reach out to a Chase Jarvis, 
Um, if you're in photography or a crisper card is, you know, the great photographer, reach out to other writers. If you're a writer, people that are further along the track, um, seek them out. Ask me questions about journalism. Ask me questions about book writing. Happy to help. Go on Creative Live and find a how to write a book course. Um, 29 bucks, 49 bucks. Good investment. Masterclass. You want to be a film director? Black Friday, dude. Cyber Monday. Masterclass. You can learn from Ron Howard, Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese for 110 bucks a year. That's yeah, we, did, we didn't have deal. that when I was a kid. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't have had access to these people. So, yeah, I'm telling you, like, my, my kids are both young filmmakers. Um, and I said, hey, do you want to learn film directing from those guys? And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I got Masterclass for 50% off for the year, so you better use it. Go use it. You know, just go explore. Um, there's so many great resources now. So portfolio, people, and then use the online resources to upskill. So you seem to be a pretty positive person. How big of a role does that play in your life? You know, somebody turns on the news these days and it's like Armageddon. And, you know, there's people yeah. that are just glued to their TVs all day long. And that's they're just soaking in all this negative yeah. My, vibes and negative news. How important is it for you to have that positive mindset? I mean, there's two thoughts there. One, my kids will never have a cell phone while they are in my house. Never. It is a gateway to cyberbullying, to porn, to addiction. And do addicts typically behave rationally or irrationally? Yeah. <laughs> irrationally, every time, every, every time. If you took a baby's rattle away or you didn't feed it and it weighed even 100 pounds, it would kill you. What would happen if you took a tech-addicted person's phone away? It'd be the same thing, maybe mentally or emotionally, not physically, hopefully, but it's basically a breeding ground for mental illness. So if you have kids, get a phone out of their hands. And if you have, you don't set up guardrails and there are apps that will literally cut off your social media, um, a certain timer. And then also the companion piece is read Cal Newport's book, Deep Work and all of Cal's other stuff, digital minimalism and go and do likewise. Because only then will you be able to do meaningful work and actually spend your time wisely. Now, the second part to answer your question is just a faith thing. So I don't know what your listeners believe or if they believe in anything. Is it nature? Is it a higher power? Whatever. But I think we've all experienced, if you look at a mountain or an ocean sunset, we've all touched or been touched by the divine in some way, even if it's just awe while you're in nature. So for me, that's that's christ and that's my christian faith much like Co coach mosley and coach ken and seeking out guys like th them to mentor me or tim frazier is another one an nba player um so just seeking out mentorship and it isn't about religion and it isn't about judging people and saying oh well we don't associate with those people because they're sinners or we don't associate with people with different faiths or of no faith um Jesus never said any of that. In fact, he welcomed what they called tax collectors and sinners. And he went, he pissed off the religious authorities because yeah, he, he went and had dinner with those the, guys. The uh, religious people. <laughs> yeah, because he said, you 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 wash the outside of these bowls, but it's it what it's what comes out of your heart. Bitterness, jealousy, anger, division that is our problem here. So you can have all these ceremonies and this whole list of thou shalt not 
And then if you do any of those things, I'm going to judge you and you're going to hell and I'm not. That's not what I'm about, dude. I'm about forgiveness. I'm about bringing people together. And luckily he died for our sins, so we don't have to. So to me, positivity comes from being grateful for that. And um, just some experiences I've had in life that couldn't be down to anything else other than his hand. And like Coach Mosley, he has a bigger mission field and a bigger reach, but I'm just trying to um, reach people through our podcast, through Basketball Strong, where I can, um, you know, through, through the writing when it's appropriate. And even if it's a secular show or it's a secular um, company I'm writing for or a, a secular co-author or our readership is not spiritual, um, or they would say, well, I'm not religious. Well, neither am I. Neither is Coach Mosley. Yeah. Neither is Coach Ken. We don't care about that. It's um, and part of it is just trying to impact young people and be a good model for young people, you know, because they're listening to, as the the Christian rapper Lecrae says, "Rap stars, trap stars, whoever wants to lead me." There is an absence of leadership, and in certain communities, there are no fathers in the home, or there are drugs in the home, or alcohol abuse, or all of the above systemic crime. Coach Ken and Coach Mosley are trying to fill that void with a faith driven mission. So I can't compare myself to those guys i wish i could but I, I i can at least um do my little bit hopefully to to uplift and and to uh to share the saint francis said um something along the lines that i'm going to butcher it like share the gospel dot 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 use words when necessary yeah so um what's next for you what's uh what's some of your dr your dreams that are out there still yeah, so I, I was lucky enough to team up with a Navy SEAL commander by the name of Commander Rourke Denver. And um, you can check out his stuff, look up Rourke Denver, look up Ever Onward. And he came up at the same time as Jocko Willink, which is a name that a lot of your listeners will know. Navy SEAL commander, wrote a few best-selling books. Um, and so we're doing some online courses together. And uh, again, initially targeting leaders in probably business, sports, and just in life. But we have a real heart for, for leading young people. He's a girl dad. He has two teenage daughters. I have two teenage sons. So eventually, we're going to get to some um, courses, leadership courses for young people, for teenagers, for early to mid-20s. And again, just trying to take his experiences, um, both winning national championships at Syracuse lacrosse, and then more specifically in the SEAL teams, um, and being a leader in that truly battle testing people use this phrase oh it's battle tested well in his case it actually was and so really just trying to use these and then give people practical takeaways because there's a few good leaders um but it's like that old movie a few good men and parentheses women um there are only a few and we need more and there's a lot of bad leadership there's a lot of toxic leadership we need to root that out pull those freaking roots out rip that plant out at the roots and replace them with servant-minded leaders like Coach Mosley, um, like Commander Denver was when he was in the SEAL teams. Um, so yeah, people could check out for an entry ramp, check out his book, Damn Few. And uh, yeah, there's going to be some online courses coming down the pike really fast. That's awesome. So uh, last question to you is this, it's 30 years from now, you're sitting on a beach sipping a Mai Tai or a, or a uh, sparkling water. What do, you, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to be remembered by? We'll go with espresso, brother. You know, nice. let's go with that. Um, I don't know. Just hopefully people can look at my kids and say, man, those kids are doing great things. And they can look at my wife and hopefully she's happy and healthy. Um, 
and I'm hoping that there's at least a couple of young writers that I've been able to, and I do coach people through through the book writing pro process, like my friend Shane Trotter, um, who wrote a book called Setting the Bar about how we need higher standards for our kids and we need rites of passage for our kids. So, uh, quick plug for Shane, but check out check out that, and you should have him on the show. Great guy. Um, and so, yeah, my buddy Pete Hitzman is working with a, a USA weightlifting coach called Sean Waxman. I'm helping him through that book process. And so I hope that there's a legacy mark where I can look at the books of my friends and think I either encouraged them or I literally gave them the whole playbook and helped them to get through. And in doing so, the ideas they're putting out, the positivity they're putting out, and hopefully some of them, the faith-driven mission they're putting out in the world is then in turn helped a few more people. So in terms of legacy, man, if, if I could say that, um, and, and I've just been able to give of myself and help as many people as I can help, then it's a small mission field, but hopefully it's an impactful one. Nice. So where can um, people find your stuff? Give us, uh, um, oh, man. you know, the floor is yours. Uh, where can they find you? How can they find you? Where can they buy your stuff? So that's very kind of you. So yeah, check out the book, The Leader's Mind. And then also check out the Basketball Strong podcast. That's about that's about it. That's the nice. summary. <laughs> I like that. Well, I'll put your website in the description and uh, they can probably find all your stuff. From well, it's your all, website. it's all like Phil White books. It's all, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's it, my website. It's all at Phil White books. So I'm not a big fan of the socials and it feels inauthentic, but then we connected via Twitter, coach Mosey and I connected and coach Ken and I on Instagram. So again, these are tools. So um, go read Cal Newport's book on deep work and on digital minimalism. And again, do likewise with that. Awesome. Well, uh, Phil, I appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome back anytime. And folks listening in, go to go to the link in the description and go check out his books and his podcasts. It's, it's some interesting stuff. And um, I want to thank everybody that listens, watches and reads Must Read Alaska. And uh, if you cap this, you know, maybe midway through or towards the end, I want to encourage you to go all the way back and listen through. We're going to pin this post on our Facebook uh, wall for the next couple of days. So you can go watch the actual full video podcast as well. Um, and I want to thank everybody that listens, watches and reads Must Read Alaska. If you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, just go to mustreadalaska.com on the right hand side. There's a little donate button. You can click on that. Every $5, $10, $100 helps. And if you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, uh, you can email me at john, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com. And we'd love to have you sponsor the show. Phil, thanks again. Uh, you're welcome oh, thank back you. anytime. Thank and, you. And uh, until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. <laughs>